I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Monday, and I'm here with Sonny Hostin. This is Behind the Table. Hello, Sonny. Happy Monday. Hi, Brian. All right. So we had a good show today, I thought. Oh, I thought it was great. It was fun. We started with the Grammys, yes. and then we uh, did some politics, and then we had an excellent guest, your friend, Joy Ann Reed. I think that's why I felt so great today, because uh, a lot of people know, but some people don't know that uh, Joy Reed is a dear, dear friend of mine. Yeah. I actually had dinner with her uh, yesterday at my restaurant in New Rochelle. Oh, so nice. we're buddies. How did and, you become uh, friends? You know, it's an it's an odd story in a sense, but um, Angela Rye is a great connector. A lot of people know her. She was a CNN commentator and former counsel to the Congressional Black Caucus. She's a lawyer as well. And she felt that women in media and black women in media in particular really needed some almost a support group, Mm -hmm. right? And so she decided to bring together this group and I'm in the group. I was, you know, lucky enough and honored enough and humbled by the invitation, but to sort of join this thread. So it's Joy, myself, um, Angela Rye, um, Tiffany Cross, uh, former anchor at MSNBC, Alicia Garza, who founded Black Lives Matter, Mm -hmm. Latasha Brown, who was Glamour uh, Woman of the Year and also a Harvard professor, Erin Haynes, who's probably the wittiest, smartest person I've I know. Um, she's an editor at the Washington Post. And uh, Brittany Packnett Cunningham, who is an activist, was very involved in um, a lot of the movement, uh, the current, I think, civil rights movement after George Floyd. And I hope I am not. Le- oh, Carrie Champion, mm-hmm. um, who's a sports anchor and now a CNN um, contributor. And Jamel Hill, of the, course, the, the famous Jamel Hill from ESPN. And can you imagine? This is the crew you like vacation with occasionally. Vaca- and, oh, yeah. every year. Yeah. We go, uh, we try to go twice a year. You didn't let me go to Paris with them. Well, but that's you know, another story. You have a job. Um, they did go to Paris <laughs> without me as first trip I missed. We miss you Thank when you're you. gone. Thank sonny. you, Brian, we miss for you when not you're giving gone. me the time off. Yeah. So I did miss that trip, but mm-hmm. generally it's two times a year. Um, now they said because of Brian, we're going to only try to do our trip during view times. Thank you. Um, And it's just, we vacation together now and it's almost like a retreat of sorts. Mm -hmm. But what's really wonderful is like, if I want to know anything newsy and if I want an opinion and I, uh, about something that I'm thinking and whether or not I'm on target or not, I don't have to go to Google. (laughs) I just get (laughs) on my thread and I'm like, Hey ladies, I was thinking about this and I immediately get, these incredibly nuanced, thoughtful, intelligent responses from truly what has become a think tank for me. That's great. Uh, I've never experienced anything like it in my life. Um, And Joy is so thoughtful and so insightful, funny as all get out, um, rich of soul. I, I just... So they're friends, but also like professional sounding boards for you in a way, which has got to be really helpful. Brilliant, all of them. And I think people saw her brilliance today. I mean, I get to see it every day, but I mean, think about some of the things that she said today. They're just remarkable, especially about Nikki Haley and the fact that 
she comes from an immigrant background. And it's something that I knew, but I don't met, talk about enough on the show. The fact that Nikki Haley's Indian immigrant father wore a turban in South Carolina and they couldn't live on the white side of town. And he had to work at an HBCU. And you mean to tell me you're saying that this has never been a racist country? I mean, it flies in the face of her lived experience. And I think Joy handled that beautifully. She's also a, a broadcaster, which is something I appreciate <laughs> yes. as a guest, because I know that she can look at the clock and realize how she, much time we she, have and make sure she, she gets through things. And yes. And it's a whole book, different world. Yeah. I hope everyone does read her book because it is a love story. We all love a good romantic comedy and we love a law story. And although, you know, there's a lot of brutality um, in the story because it was Mecca Evers and, and Merle Evers and it was during the Civil Rights Movement. It is a beautifully written book. Um of course, because Joy wrote right. it. And I remember one one thing that I didn't say on the show is that, you know, she was coming to me because I've written now three books, actually four. I just mm-hmm. finished the fourth one. And she said, how do you do it, Sonny? Because, like, I can't do my show and then do it. And, you know, Brian, I yes. sit in my dressing room for hours, sometimes after the show, and I write. And I write at home when my children are in, asleep after I've helped them with whatever they need. And she decided to actually go away. Her children are older and rent like a cabin and just wrote. Isolate herself to write. Yes. Yeah. And that was her process. And I understand the need for that. I do, too. I don't think I can do it because Brian wouldn't give me the time off <laughs> to take like maybe a week in a cabin Listen, to you're not write. Fooling anybody. Everybody sees but... your Instagram. You go lots of trips. You go to lots of places. They have to be short. Very short, yes. like Friday to Sunday. Well, you know, so you're at, you have this text chain. You also have, yes. we've been talking about it and making a little bit of news about the View text chain. We <laughs> talked about it on the show. I like a good thread. I'm sorry. I love a text chain. I, you know, I do too. And I have different versions of it. I have college <laughs> friends. I have high I school too. friends. I have high school, college. My family chains. I have, that, I have that too. And there is this View chain that I'm a part of, which is <laughs> the hosts and me. Yes. And Joy is the one who keeps it alive. <laughs> Nobody, nobody else. And she always loves to do it when she's not on the show. When she's not on the show and not about to be on the show. (laughs) So like on Saturday. And it's always when I'm doing something else. And she basically gins me up. Yes, she does. And I just, the best move (laughs) I've found over time is to let Joy run out of steam. So she starts sending this, 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 this. And it's just going and going and going. Yes, Joy. On Saturday it was going. Yes, Joy. Nobody's responding. And I'm like, finally. And this, she Oh, I was busy Saturday for a bit. It was like four o'clock. And I'm like, all right, it ran out of steam. I don't have to indulge it. I can enjoy my Saturday. And then nine o'clock at night, sunny. That's right, Joy. And how about this? And I'm like, oh, God. I was busy. And, I was really busy this weekend. Meanwhile, nothing from Whoopi ever. Not a word. No, Whoopi doesn't mess around with it. Once in a while, though, if you notice, Whoopi will start something on the thread. And then disappear. And then yeah. disappear. And then disappear. She's not engaging. Whoop, you got to engage no. with us because now that I'm ginned up. Right. Now I'm sending stuff, too. Her purpose, Whoopi's purpose is to put something on the list for next week to talk about. <laughs> Joy and you want to engage in the moment now throughout the thing. I mean, yes. it's the weekend for the love of God. I don't understand. I love it. it. Yeah, I always I have to say, like, it's not that I don't feel passionately about anything, but the fact that we'll do a hot topic and I'll go to the table on the break and you guys are still talking about We're it. We're passionate. Deep. We're just like, just move on to the next no, thing. Let's we, go. We can't. It's like. It's so important. Well, it, it is important, and I again, this is why you are so wonderful at your job, but. Oh, my God. On Saturday, Joy, leave me alone. Joy gets me. I, she does. Oh, I love it. She does. I love it. No, it's definitely, <laughs> it's something. All right. Um, 
we talked about the Grammys today, which was a yes. different way to start the show, and I, I liked it. We talked about Jay-Z kind of standing up for Beyonce at the yeah. Grammys, and, and you liked that he stood up for his wife. I did. Is that the kind of thing you think Manny would do that for you? Oh, he does it all the time. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember. I'm going to call back to my birthday show. Mm -hmm. Dougie Fresh was performing. Yep. I know Doug. That was a big moment. Um, and then we were dancing together. And Manny definitely felt he got a little too close to me. <laughs> and I, I don't think the camera caught it, but I saw him rising from his seat. Yeah. And I moved away. Okay. Manny doesn't want men. People think I'm the jealous one. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want men to be so close to me. They better not say anything untoward to me, men or women, really. Yeah. He'll... You know, he. I think he would even tell the kids, do not speak to my wife like that. Like, he is that guy. And I love that because I am that girl. Right. You know, I mean, when I see it, I I. I mean, you're not I a damsel in distress it. ever. Ever, so, I ever. Mean, but but I, you like that he's there for but that. But I enjoy yeah. that. I enjoy it. You know, like, somebody will say something to me. He's not on social media, but one of his friends is, you know who you are, mm -hmm. and will send Manny mean things that people are saying about me and he gets enraged and I'm like don't get enraged thank you for sharing that I didn't know about that because I don't read the comments um, but it's just a thing and he's like they don't these people don't know you and they're saying these things about you or our family that's gotta be hard it's very it's very very hard um, actually my son called me about something that I said on the show and and so many people are asking him about it and and I, I think I have to rethink what I share um, about members of the family because I sometimes forget that three million people are watching, watching us. It, right. Sometimes I just forget we're in the moment and 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 we're all friends and, and there's real chemistry on the show and I blurt things out and then people There are consequences to it. There are yeah. consequences. No, it's to other people. So I'm you know, Joy rarely talks about her daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she's been on the show the longest, and and she does it for a reason, and I see why now. Yeah. So I, I may have to cut back a little bit on the. I don't think you can, but we'll try. It's, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> we'll it's it's really tough. On, I, I on like people. that. I like that you and Manny have that relationship. I remember I was on the train once with my wife, and a friend was two rows back, and mm. Mock yelled at me for like making like talking too much <laughs> or something. And before I could tell my wife it was a friend of mine, she got um, up and started tearing into them. And I'm no like, question. no question. No, 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 no question. We're friends. We're I know fine. Heather. I she know she joking. did it. <laughs> and then on the inverse of that, one year we went to New, Year, New Year's Eve in Las Vegas. And you know, you the, like Las Vegas. I enjoy Las Vegas. <laughs> and we're walking on the strip after the ball drops or whatever yeah. happens, and it's very, very crowded. Of no course. one can move and it's crushing. And Heather got bumped into by oh. a guy who's like six five, tattooed, muscular. I don't like that. And he said something to her. Oh, mm -mm. and she turned to me and said, Well, what are you gonna yeah, what do? What are you gonna say? I said, Nothing. <laughs> What is going to no. happen here? Am I going to you, you say me to excuse get you? I, that's I, my wife. There's no upside. I'm looking at this. I'm like, yeah. There's plenty of upside. I'll just get. She wants to see me get like grounded. No, into, she to, she wants you to yeah. to say something in her defense. Listen, she knows who she married. It was you, fine. You, you screwed that one up. Right? I did screw that one up. She brings it up quite a bit. Actually, <laughs> of course. But, yeah, I did nothing. Of course, I did nothing. I laughed. Um, <laughs> that's just me. We'll be right back after this. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. 
We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Step into the world of Hollywood like never before with Melissa Rivers' group text podcast. Melissa, renowned for her red carpet expertise and storytelling prowess, invites you to join her and her famous friends for hilarious and heartfelt conversations. From discussing the latest binge-worthy TV shows, navigating the highs and lows of life, and dissecting celebrity fashion, there is never a dull moment. With exclusive stories from special guests like Chelsea Handler, Cheryl Hines, your favorite reality stars, and deep dives into intriguing topics like the Where is Wendy Williams documentary, this podcast offers an insider's look into the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. It's not just Melissa's podcast. It's a collective experience where you're invited to join the conversation. So if you've ever wanted to peek behind the Hollywood curtain, subscribe to Melissa Rivers' group text podcast now on your favorite platform. Get ready for laughter, tears, gossip. In other words, unforgettable moments that'll keep you coming back for more. Don't miss out. This is one group text you won't want to exit. All right, now you went to your daughter's dance performance last week, oh, and I, um, I saw some video. It blew me away. I know it blew you away. It did. Tell me about this. You know, I knew that she uh, had joined the school's dance repertoire. Mm -hmm. um, what I, Paloma trained at ABT for seven years and then was invited to the pre professional program without audition, which is a really big deal. And she declined. I remember when that happened. Uh, you were not, you were remember? not thrilled. Yes. I wasn't thrilled. I, you know, because she's so she's such a talented um, dancer and athlete, and ballet requires real athleticism, and I danced as well, and so I was just like, kind of living vicariously through her. She was better than I had ever been, mm -hmm. and I had I danced longer, um, and trained at a different place. And when she tells me she's joining this dance thing, I've got to tell you, I was a little like, oh, now you like dance, <laughs> you know? I was kind of feeling like that. And she invites me to this dance performance, and it was uh, cele the celebration of 50 years of hip-hop, and she she uh, blew me away. Not only was she breakdancing, um, she was, like, holding herself up in that classic breakdance move where you're, it's like one arm with your legs up in the air, Crazy. which is requires such strength and athleticism, which she has. She was the main dancer, and you could tell because she was always in the front and always in the middle. The other dancers were taking their cue from her. She had this one solo that was incredible, and I felt so proud. She remembers he hearing me yell in the audience, which she hates. But I was like, <laughs> I see you. Yes. You can't help it. Yes, Paloma. I was doing all of that. Um, and there was a part of me that also thought, my God, I can never do that anymore. Like it, it's it was very sobering for me as a dancer, right. former dancer. Uh, well, it was like after a tragic split accident of after, Christmas. Yes. Yeah, that my show trick that <laughs> no longer is my my party trick. Um I can't do a split anymore. And my daughter is doing like a one-handed headstand, basically. Like it, it was just so awesome to see. It's like I read something somewhere that said, um, it may be that your greatest accomplishment is the person that you brought into the world. 
and I'm starting to feel that way. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like these, they're not my accomplishments. Kids just, you know, they come from you and through you, but they're not, you know, your their accomplishments are their own. But wow, that kid blew me away. So now next week you'll be saying, I need to talk less about my daughter. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, I'm like, but she, she just, I, I, she just blew me away. She no, was, I saw it. It's really impressive. It really is impressive. My, she's really cool. My younger daughters are dance obsessed and performing, yeah. and, and it's really impressive. It's skills I never could have had. And, oh, my gosh. Um, and the, just the amount of work involved in that I, is... It was, it was crazy. I knew she was going to rehearsal all the time, and for hours and hours and hours, yeah. and I... And, eating a lot more than she usually eats because it it takes so much, you know, I guess a lot of calories to, to keep up that kind of energy. But man, was she fierce. It's great though for yeah. them. And uh, yeah, my kids have six classes a week, it's, each of them. It's, it's really, it's, it's it, something. It requires, a, you know. Yeah, but you have to love it though. You have to love it. Yeah. And re- it requires um, a tremendous amount of practice. Mm-hmm. What do they say? It's 10,000 hours to become an expert in anything. Yeah. I mean, you've got to dance. How about that? Yeah, you got to dance if, you, if you're going to be a dancer. All right. Well, you've uh, got 10,000 hours on The View by now, I think. I uh, we're getting think close so. to it <laughs> if you add it all up. Ooh, um, sure all do. Right. So <laughs> as an expert, we have some uh, great calls for you this week that, that people have called in. Okay. Let's see what they have to say. Let's hear from the first one. I am a successful professional woman in her 50s who was raised in a working class family. There was no fund for college set aside. I wore clothes from yard sales, things like that. And I know several of the hosts, like Whoop and Sunny, also grew up poor. So I'm wondering what has been the most important lesson they've learned about having financial independence? Oh, my gosh. I, when, she was, <laughs> when she was asking that question, I thought, well, that's my world. Yeah. Um, you know, I know that money can't bring um, happiness. So I will say, even though I grew up in poverty, I grew up happy with a lot of love. Mm-hmm. So um, I wasn't looking to find that in financial independence uh, because I already had that. But I will say that financial independence has given me security, um, even though sometimes I feel like I still have a poverty mentality, like it can be taken away from me at any time. Yeah. Um, so I do have, I still suffer from that. Gabrielle Union. It helps Union, you value things, I think, it probably. It does. But yeah. Gabrielle Union and I have had that discussion. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm always worried that somehow I'm going to be back there again when I don't think I will be. But I will say that I could, I can handle it, yeah. right? Because I've been through it. But what financial independence also gave me and gives me is the opportunity to pay it forward. I'm able to help so many people in my family. Um, I'm able to give my children experiences that I never had. Um, And I I think that kind of thing is really important. I was speaking to um, a friend of mine about that, and it's like I always wanted to travel abroad. Mm -hmm. I always wanted um, to take tennis lessons. I wanted to take piano lessons. I actually paid a friend of mine like a dollar a week or two dollars a week to teach me to continue my piano lessons uh, when I was in high school. Her name was Natividad, Nadi. <laughs> and I wanted to just do all these things. And unless there was some sort of program, which is why I hate that there are cuts in the arts, unless there was some sort of free program, I couldn't do it. But I can do that now for and I help members in my family that need to buy a car or that, you know, need to go to school. And I've, I've paid for those things. And it's it's just 
you can't live a good day without doing something for someone who can't repay you. As you a just mo- cannot. As a mom, do you worry that the character building aspects of not having everything as a kid is and, and the hunger that gives and the drive that gives? Yeah. Do, do you worry about the kids not having that? Manny and I have talked about that a lot. We worried about that a lot. But poverty isn't tied to character. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. And you're also not tied to the circumstance of your birth. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were tied to the circumstance of my birth, I wouldn't be sitting here on this podcast, right? I would yeah. be a statistic. So even though our children come from a wealthy family, we taught them values. And and I I will stand to, They're achievers, to obviously. the ground yeah. on that. Mm-hmm. You know, we taught them right from wrong. Um, we taught them um, to you know, leave a room in, in a better place than you walked in, than you entered it. Mm-hmm. Um, how to be a good friend, um, how to be a good sibling, how to be a good family member, how to be a good support system to others, just all the things that, that matter. So I, I don't worry about it so much. And I think that they are better for the fact that they've had these world experiences now. Now, what I will say is we don't give them everything. Right. Though we, they have to earn it, you know, like, their their jobs are to be to excel in school to their best of their ability. Their jobs are to be good people. And when there are infractions, things are taken away. Mm-hmm. And and we don't give them a lot of money. We don't buy them like designer clothes. Like we don't do those things. I have friends that do do some of those things that are of wealth. And I don't think it turns out well. So I, I think, you know, chores are really important. Absolutely. Like my kids have chores. Like they have to keep their rooms a certain way. If they want to buy something, like then they need to save up their chore money and buy it. Like they're not just going to get it from us. And I know that sounds crazy, but. When you said to me before important. about still having it in the back of your mind, you know, whether that financial independence could yeah. go away. Yeah. I think there's value in that to a certain extent. Cause yeah. I have that too a little bit. Yeah. And I, I well, did. some people call it the poverty mentality, though. Unfortunately, yeah, scarcity mentality. But I think there's. I hate that I feel that way. Right. But I, I, mean, but you, you I, but I do. Yeah, you shouldn't <laughs> hurt from it. But yeah. at the same time, just not taking it for granted, I guess, is part of. An I do not take thing. it for yeah. granted, and and I also try to, you know, just remind my children that. They they shouldn't take it for granted either. That, that's the the lesson I wonder about with my kids too. I just want yeah, them to they, feel, um, I want them to be happy and secure. Yes, and confident. But, but at the same time, they've got to work. They've got to work. They've got to. Right. They got to. I mean, my husband really takes it to the extreme. Like he says to them, "This is my house. Yeah, you you just live here." Right. <laughs> and you know that's kind of true. But you know, the mommy in me is like, right. "No, no, 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 no. This is their home. They can yeah. always come here. This is this is their home base." forever but he feels that they have to earn everything right and and i agree with that yeah i i do too i think i do too all right well listen um we blew through a lot of time here but this is wonderful thank (laughs) you for chatting with us today thank you um the number to call or text us with questions and that was a good one is right here in this episode description please let us know what you're thinking if you have questions you want the host to answer if you have anything i can answer please let us know and uh, in the meantime, I'll be back tomorrow with Joy on a Tuesday, a special <laughs> week. Joy. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs> Step into the world of Hollywood like never before with Melissa Rivers' group text podcast. Melissa, renowned for her red carpet expertise and storytelling prowess, invites you to join her and her famous friends for hilarious and heartfelt conversations. 
From discussing the latest binge-worthy TV shows, navigating the highs and lows of life, and dissecting celebrity fashion, there is never a dull moment. With exclusive stories from special guests like Chelsea Handler, Cheryl Hines, your favorite reality stars, and deep dives into intriguing topics like the Where is Wendy Williams documentary, this podcast offers an insider's look into the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. It's not just Melissa's podcast. It's a collective experience where you're invited to join the conversation. So if you've ever wanted to peek behind the Hollywood curtain, subscribe to Melissa Rivers' group text podcast now on your favorite platform. Get ready for laughter, tears, gossip. In other words, unforgettable moments that'll keep you coming back for more. Don't miss out. This is one group text you won't want to exit.